0: release your power over us. I ask, God, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give us the ability to understand, God, your word. And, God, I ask that you would give us territory today. Territory that the enemy has robbed from us, God. I ask that you would awaken us and alert us to the provision that you have made for us to regain that territory. I ask, God, that you would give me clarity of mind and focus. And I thank you in advance, Father, for the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amelie did a great job of doing an overview last week. I always love her methodical, factual style. It's just very calming for me. And I—I uh, I just, she just really impresses things into my spirit. So thank you, Amelie. You are a blessing. But I have to do... A, I'm going to kind of repeat some of the things that she said so that you, I can segue into where I'm going. And um, the title for me is uh, Don't Let Fear Rule. The last time that I was up here, I taught about evil so you see how they give me these great topics (laughs) last time I had evil and now I have fear um but nonetheless uh just to recap a little bit about Daniel's culture and reputation um Daniel lived and worked with cultures that were intolerant they were intolerant they had no room for uh any kind of um other cultures to come in and and share with them they they were very intolerant and the best way for them to keep people under control was through terror they did I I read on some of these things and it's just vile the stuff that they would do to to keep the people in line so Daniel was surrounded by a spirit of tormenting fear a spirit of tormenting fear these rulers tormented their people getting thrown into a fiery furnace. You don't just go to jail. You get thrown into a fiery furnace. You don't get, just pay a fine. You get thrown into a lion. So in Daniel's culture, it's evil. It's, it's uh, surrounded by a spirit of tormenting fear. And then as far as his reputation, this is a man who was known for his spiritual disciplines. This was his reputation. In Daniel six five, um, the people that were conspiring against him said, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel, our only chance, will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So they had to find a way so that his religion somehow affected the kingdom. Spiritual disciplines, that is who he was. So how did this man, how did this man survive and thrive in a spirit of tormenting fear? How did he do it? And I have shared with you before that the book of Daniel, to me, is a book of holiness. It's a book of how to live a holy life in an evil environment, in in a place where there's torment, It's really fascinating to me. I I absolutely love my pastor, and I look forward every Sunday to sit at his feet and to see what he is going to unpack for me. And I have learned in this year, if not two, that Babylon, which is Turkey, is this place of tormenting fear. It is this place. And I am being awakened by my pastor to know the times and to he's giving me information as to how to prepare myself and how to pray and so that place of darkness is still here and it's still now accomplishing tormenting things so how did Daniel do this how did he deal with it Daniel overcame fear by praying. He prayed. He prayed. Do you know that the man was 80 years old when he was thrown into the lion's den? He was not 27. He was not 30. He wasn't even 40. The man was 80. I always had, you know, I I grew up with the little flannel graphs, and he was always, like, really young and muscular and the like, you know what I mean? And and it's like, (coughs) you know, finally getting into the word and unpacking it, it's like 80, 80, 80 and having to deal with that kind of fear and torment. Again, when I was teaching you about uh, God's plan for us to, to live in an evil place, God had, through Jeremiah, given instructions of what to do. But also, even before that, Solomon had given a prayer to God that when the Israelites, if they ever went into captivity... That God would listen to them when they were there. So Daniel prayed according to Solomon's prayer. In Daniel 6, it says, when Daniel heard the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he always had done, giving thanks to God. So Solomon, in his prayer, had said that wherever they were in exile, that they would turn toward Jerusalem and pray to God that he would have mercy on them and deliver him. And this was Daniel's discipline to do this. Daniel organized his life around the discipline of prayer. Devout Jews prayed at 9, at noon, and at 3. What do we do at 9, at noon, and 3? Probably eat a snack. David said in Psalm 55, 17, Morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears me. Also, Daniel understood that the welfare of Babylon and his people depended on prayer. And his first hand, uh, his position, he was so up there, and, and he ruled under four four rulers, and God kept him up there, And that position gave him firsthand knowledge to know what was coming down the pike for his people. And that gave him knowledge on how to pray. Again, reminding you about Jeremiah's provision. In Jeremiah 29.7, he directed the people and he said, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. And as I exhorted you last time, wherever you live... If you pray, please pray for Anaheim Hills because I live in Anaheim Hills. <laughs> your Belinda, you know, Ranch Cucamonga, however far you come, Eastvale, that you would pray for the welfare of your city. And God will listen to you. He will listen to you. He will hear your prayer. Daniel's lifelong discipline of prayer and holiness resulted in God's favor and protection. Daniel 10.11 Daniel you are very precious to God since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God your request has been heard from heaven Daniel 6:22 Daniel says when he was rescued my God sent his angel to shut the lions mouth so that they would not hurt me for i have been found innocent in his sight if There's one thing that i have learned to do in my prayer life is to ask God for favor I ask God for favor and that sometimes means that uh, I did something that doesn't merit favor. I'm not adequate enough for the task. But I'm asking God for favor. And it's a marvelous thing that it is such a joy to know that he gives it. He gives favor. He gives protection. We always pray for God protect us as we travel, Right? And, and you have all survived because you've prayed that prayer. And so God has answered your prayer for protection. But God is a God who longs to give you favor and longs to give you protection. And so I would encourage you to ask for favor. Ask for favor. Two topics that I get to, to cover today are very, very dear to me. And one of them is prayer. And the other one is how to deal with fear. Now, what is most most important for us to understand today is that prayer is the way that we deal with life. Prayer. The you always correct me on this. The Judeans <laughs> were in exile because they. Uh, worshipped other idols. Now, when we look at their life, we really think they're dumb. We really think like, why would they do that? Why would they offer their kid as a sacrifice? Why would they do these things? Why would they worship a piece of wood? Because it's easier. It's easier. Than to do these things that God is saying. It's easy. Think about it. Think about the things that you do that are easier for you to do than to do your homework that takes five minutes. Think about the things that you do that are easier than to organize your life around the discipline of prayer. It's just easier. It's easier to focus on getting your house clean, it's easier to focus on cooking your meals, it's easier to worry more about what what your kids are doing with their time. It's just easier for you to do that, and you will consume yourself with that, because it's just easier. I even think about abortion. Why is abortion so popular? Because it's easier. It's easy. You have this child that you can't afford, or you have this child that you don't want anybody to know that you have. It's just easier. You with me? So, that's why idolatry is such a, a temptation for us because it's easier to do. And to, and to live a life of spiritual discipline like Daniel takes effort. takes effort. And this is a man who started when he was about 15. It's kind of when we get jumped into his life. And it's about the age of 15 that he started to establish these disciplines. And the wonderful thing about the book of Daniel is we actually get to see a man from the age of 15 to the age of about 83, and to see him have a consistency of a disciplined life. And God gives us these captions of the victories that he has. And I want you to wrap your mind around it because I want all of us to purpose and to decide to be holy people. And in order for that to accomplish, we have to understand the spiritual disciplines that God has provided for us so that we can be, be these kind of people. And a foundation to it is, number one, knowing the word, which is why you're here at Bible study, right? It's a foundation. And and the second is that you would pray. Because if you know the word, you know how to pray. Because if you pray according to the word, it's going to be done for you. It's going to be done for you. So if you know more of the word, which happens for me, is like I would know more of the word. I'm like, oh my gosh, I now know how to pray this way. And so I exhort you today to do your Bible study, get into the word, and pray. Daniel understood his enemies, and, and we need to understand that fear is our enemy. Fear is... Is our enemy fear? Is not just an emotion. Fear is a spirit. It is a spirit. As a human being, yes, you are going to experience fear, sadness, anger, da 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 da. But God says that fear is a spirit. Paul goes on to teach us that there are hierarchies in the spiritual realms. There's these degrees of power in the spiritual realms, and there's degrees of power that are holy. And there's decrees of power that are evil. And the spirit of fear is connected to the evil realms. Now, it's interesting to me, and I was thinking about this morning when I was getting ready. It's interesting to me that God exiled them to the center of evil. Out of all the places that they could go, he exiles them to the center of evil. And I'm wondering what Satan was thinking at that time when they were sent to the center of evil. not that crazy? God did it. That's where he took them. But you see, God had a plan. And when you and I can understand the plan and we operate with the plan, we get to overcome fear. We get to do it. 2 Timothy 1.7, I really want you, if you can really write this verse down, you've got to have, this is one of the verses that I'm telling you that you want to pray. You want to pray this one. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And there's other, you know, sober mind, which is, means not mentally ill, right? But God has not given us a spirit of fear. So there are times, beloved, when you're feeling fear, And if you're regarding it as an emotion, you're going to respond to that in a a psychological manner. But I want you to stop, and this is kind of where I want you to do a right turn right now in your spiritual journey, because I want you to grow in your discernment about fear. I want you to grow in your discernment so that when you are feeling fear, that you would stop and say, Ho, 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 ho. A spirit of fear is here right now. Because you want to know how to deal with that spirit of fear. I want you to get better at just not going, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling worried right now. Oh, I'm feeling self-conscious right now. Oh, I'm afraid of coming into this room with all these women and nobody's going to like me. No one's going to sit with me. All of that, see, is torment. All of that is torment. All of that is torment. And that's why I'm saying to you as individuals to stop and learn and say, ha, when that is happening to me, that is not coming from God. That is not coming from the Holy Spirit to make me humble. That is coming from a spirit of torment, a spirit of fear, and I have to stop that and not agree with it. Are you with me? I want you to move from becoming a psychologically aware culture where you're so sensitive to anxiety and you have so much compassion for anxiety. And I want you to become more spiritually aware as to what God says is the root of anxiety, where it's coming from, where's the source, so that you can now move in a different direction of how you're going to deal with that. Are you with me? So I'm going to teach you how to pray to overcome fear. I'm going to teach you how to pray, how to overcome fear. We overcome the spirit of fear with the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. First John 4, 4, but you belong to God, my dear children, and you have already won a victory over those people for the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And those people are evil people. Okay? Right? <laughs> and God has already made provision for you. Have you ever done a word study on the word power in the New Testament? Oh, it's marvelous. It's marvelous. Part of the reason why I come up here like a lion is because I understand power. It's like I understand this power. And and and, and Paul has taught me about power and to live in that power. I want you to know that God has given each and every one of you power. Some of you, you don't even understand the power that you have in you, and you walk around just loaded with gear of power and, 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 and overcome with the torment of fear. And so I am saying to you, open your eyes, open your ears, and learn and access this power that has been provided for you. You are so powerful. P-O-W-E-R. Power. Power. And it is something that this is what you do. You say, God, I ask that you release power. Father, let your power come now. And then tell him what you want that power to do. God. Break the lie that I'm believing right now that people don't like me. Break that lie because it's a lie. And help me to see myself how you see me. God, give me power to sit down and read the word right now. Give me power to concentrate. Give me power to think. Give me power to understand right now. Give me power. Give me power to get up in the morning early enough to get to church on time before worship starts. Give me power to do that. Give me power. Give me power, God, to to sit down with you on a daily basis and ask for more power so that I'm a powerful person. God, let your power come now and strengthen me in, in my inner man so that I'm more confident. So I am more peaceful. So I'm more anointed, anointed with your power to do amazing things. I, I grew in my knowledge of this. I grew in that. I grew up understanding the, the discipline of being in the word. And so I, I had that discipline. But then I learned about the power that came through prayer and listening and sitting in God. And then I developed that discipline. And then as I was in the Word, then he unpacked more things and more knowledge for me, more knowledge for me. And then that taught me how to pray. And that really shifted how I, how I do my work as a, as a counselor, as a healer, it shifted it. Expecting more power in the session instead of seeing people for 30 years. Expecting power. And then expecting not only for them to get healed, I'm gonna tell you a secret that I have. Not only do I expect people to get healed, I want them to get back in the church and be powerful. So teaching them about how to live in the Holy Spirit is wonderful when you get it. I want that for you. So how do you overcome fear? You have to know that you have power and you want to ask for that power and you want to release that power. Second thing you need to know to overcome fear is you need to know that you are loved. You need to know that you are loved. You need to know it in your belly. You need to know it. You need to know that you are loved because if you don't know that you are loved, I'm going to tell you, those moments where you're feeling anxious, those moments where you're feeling worried, you are feeling really, really alone. That is why you are feeling those things. Because you are feeling alone, that there's no one that can help you, that there's no one, no one they can save you from that place. That no one can fix it for you. You are alone. And that, again, is a spiritual lie. Because Jesus says, I am with you. I am with you forever. We are not alone. But you see, if you don't know the word, then that doesn't come to your mind. It just doesn't come. It's just not there. But when you know it, it, it pops in there. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Paul says in Ephesians 3.16, and this is a great prayer for you, that he says, I pray for you that you would be strengthened with power, P-O-W-E-R, right? Power by the Holy Spirit where in your inner man, for what purpose? So that you can know you are loved. And he says, and it, he says, and, and, and it goes in and it roots you and it grounds you. So that means that you, you can always have so much more love. So much more loved. So much more. And I told you this last time, if you don't have a confidence that you're loved, if you have some moments where it's just hard for you to feel that, come to prayer after service. And you go up and you say, what do you want prayer for? I want to know the love of God. And get it done. Get it done. Don't just be philosophical. Oh, I just don't feel loved by God. Don't be philosophical. Get your little feet and be theological and say, I need to know the love of God. I need to know it. The more that you are confident in the love of God, the more that you are confident when you are afraid, and you're going to be afraid because you're a human being, the more confidence that you have in God, the quicker the Holy Spirit's voice will come to you quickly, quickly, and say, don't be afraid don't believe that. Look to me. It comes like that. It comes like that. I promise. But when you don't have that, confusion comes over you. The spirit of torment comes over you. Doubt comes over you. Isolation comes to you. Withdrawal comes to you. You get mean. We don't like you. I, well, the Lord was just reminding me, he goes, you know, fear is such a waste of time. It's a waste. Think about how many, over. just look back in your life, just in the moment, think of all the times that you were afraid and what did it accomplish. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It, it distracts you, it pulls you away, disqualifies you from ministry. You lose time with people that you eventually have to come back to. Right, you can't get away from us. We're here, (laughs) and so many times it's like people leave the church because they're hurt and they're wounded, and it's like, okay, we still got to deal with that. But guess what? What guess what? I always do. I kick them back into the church. You got to get back in there. You got to get in there because it's not them; it's that spirit of fear that accomplished this thing in you. So know the power of the Holy Spirit. Know that you are loved. And you also have to pray this way. You surrender your emotions and desires to the control of the Holy Spirit. You surrender, surrender your emotions and desires to the control of the Holy Spirit. This is a powerful verse. I just, uh, this is another verse. Put it in there. Romans 8, 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Again, the power of the Holy Spirit see the power of the Holy Spirit what he can do but you got to surrender you have to invite this is how you do it say God I ask that you come into my anxiety about this I ask God that you come into my fear about my finances not being paid I ask that you come into that God and God I give you that fear I don't want to live out of that fear God and because you love me God I know that you will bless me I know that you will give me favor. I know that you will provide. I don't have to know how you're going to do it. I just thank you, God, that you will do it. Do you hear the confidence in that? Oh, God, I feel really, really, really sad right now. I feel really alone right now. Come into that, God. I don't want to feel sad, and I don't want to be alone. Come into that, God, and strengthen me in that place so that I'm not controlled by that. I feel sick today. I don't have enough energy. Life is hard. It's so hard to even take a bath right now, God. I ask the Lord that you come and strengthen me in that place. I need power for you to work in my body. Let your power come into that place. You see what I'm saying? If you don't invite the Holy Spirit into that place, then he's just waiting. Do you see what a waste of time it is? Just because you are a believer, you don't get all the blessings. Just because you accepted Jesus Christ 30 years ago, you do not get all the blessings. You only get the blessings when you take hold of them. You take hold of them. And then the favor, the protection, the power, the transformation comes for you. Do you see why you need to learn how to pray? And the more that you learn the word, the more that you learn how to pray. And you want to understand the immense gift of the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is your prayer focus. How much does fear rule your life? How much? 5%, 10%, 15% depending on the moment? How much? How much have you just adapted to fear? You've just kind of gotten used to it. There's a lot of wasted time there. I'm going to say this to you because I didn't add it before, but when fear gets broken over you, when you're not feeling afraid, you are confident, you are bold, you're at peace, you can think better, you make good choices, you're wiser, You are so amazing when you are not hindered by fear. Do you understand? This is why you have to take hold of this territory. You have to take hold of this territory. Something that I like to use is say, God wants to make you bigger. He wants to make you bigger and bigger. Fear makes you smaller and smaller and smaller. So how much fear, how much does fear rule your life? And so then ask for power. Invite the Holy Spirit into your emotions to strengthen you with the knowledge of God's love so that that transformation, that sanctification, that anointing, all of that is coming for you. That is your inheritance. Territory has been lost. And at your tables, it'd be great for the table leaders to discuss about territory that's been lost so that you can gain it back. Gain it back. Love you.